Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Your voice, your vote. Utah's vice presidential debate. In-depth coverage on KSL News Radio. Welcome back live from the campus of the University of Utah in the Student Union right now, just near the site of this 2020 vice presidential debate. The one and only vice presidential debate of this uh, election cycle will take place here. Great honor for the state and a great testament to uh, its ability uh, to handle items uh, and events of this magnitude. Uh, we, we, we proved our ability uh, time after time. I think back to the Olympics and you heard uh, if you were listening earlier to Inside Sources host Boyd Matheson, good friend of mine, you heard him walk through all the wonderful strengths that uh, not only Utah's capital city of Salt Lake, but the state itself uh, brings and provides, making this such a, a perfect host for uh, this debate. Later on in the program, we're going to get into exactly how this debate came to be happening here in Utah and specifically why there has been an effort to bring uh, debates of this scope, uh, not only to Utah, but to the Inner Mountain West, making sure that uh, that both the needs and the strengths uh, of this part of the country are highlighted, as it is easy, uh, at least in my humble opinion, for politicians to sometimes forget, paying more attention to the coastal cities and uh, you know places where they might be able to arrange big money fundraisers and this and that. Anyway, uh, we're going to cover that later on in the program. Right now, though, I'm honored to be joined by KSL News Radio reporter Paul Nelson, uh, who is here on campus himself. Paul, sir, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself, Lee? Uh, I'm all right. It's exciting to be here in the midst of all of this. Uh, Where are you right now? I'm in the media center. This is at the very top of President's Circle. There's one of those temporary uh, big white tents that have been brought onto the scene here. That's where basically everybody is going to be. Um, there, When it comes to the actual attendance inside, nobody really is going to be uh, allowed to kind of go inside. Um, and it turns out that, well, let me see if I can turn this mic up a little bit. Um, but it turns out um, uh, some of the students that were uh, told that they, could, and that they could watch this up close, it sounds like they're still going to be allowed inside, although there was some some kind of concern about that. But, um, yeah, I mean, everybody here is just kind of getting ready to, you know, for this to happen. There's going to be one feed coming out. Um, matter of fact, the local cameras, they can't go inside. They're just set up with their big rafters right in front of Kingsbury Hall. So that's where everybody's going to be. We're going to be watching this kind of remotely, but here at the same time. Does that make sure. sense? I, I, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Believe you me, I am a stone's throw away, uh, but I'm observing everything yeah. through, a, through a screen myself. Uh, tell me about COVID testing. You uh, t- To get to where you are, do you yep. require a test? Yeah, and... <laughs> 
<laughs> want me to give you all the gross details? Because I, I can. do. That's uh, where we're headed. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> two sticks. I was given two sticks. <laughs> yeah. First, they told me to uh, shove one down my throat, and you, then you they yourself told me to shove the other one up my nose. Yeah. But yeah, they put you in front of this plexiglass box uh-huh. that basically uh, it's there to catch whatever particles are coughed out or gagged out as you're shoving those sticks down your throat or up your nose. just depends on which, uh, which particular stick makes you uh, gag a little bit harder. But anyway, so you do that yourself, and then the, um, they have to, you have to come back with a negative result. And uh-huh. then um, if you, if, um, the results are actually last for like three days. So the people who have been working on this for a long time, they had to get more than one test. So they're... I was there, and there were some guys there, oh, yeah, I've done this quite a few times. And I'm like, how? And he's like, oh, yeah, you just shove it up your nose, and you're fine. And I'm like, this is the first time I've done it. So I had to have the lady kind of walk me through it, like, how far up my nose do I go? Do, do well, I shove this? And so there you go. You asked natural, for the gross details. That, I don't know well, why no, you wanted this. And I'd like to dwell on them for a moment. How, did, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> how do you know that, that, that the swab has gone in far enough? Is there, uh, say, is there like a marking on the, the sticker? The, or? The, no, no. The lady just told me. She's like, yeah, that you was did. fine. <laughs> that's that's it. And you did it she's, a, she's a trained technician, and I yeah. trust her. So there you go. Well, and now you are trained. Uh, well, listen, Paul Nelson, thank you so much. Uh, I'm sure we'll be touching base with you throughout the day. Uh, let me have a chat now with uh, KSL News Radio's Mary Richards, who has been on the campus yeah. of the University of Utah throughout the morning and now into the afternoon, where uh, we are all broadcasting live today in the lead-up to the vice presidential debate tonight. Uh, M- Mary, where are you, and what are you seeing? So I'm right next to Paul, socially distanced, of course. <laughs> oh. And I was dying laughing about his description of the test because that happened to me, too. Yep. Now, this is seriously. We want to make sure that everybody's safe and healthy. But it right, really right, was right. a weird experience to put a Q-tip into your own nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I've got the green wristband. I'm fine. So uh, events, events like morning, this, though, events like this often leave us with souvenirs. We have credentials and stuff. Did, did, yeah. did you did you retain the cute? I'm sorry, I'm dwelling on this. Did you get no, to keep the cute? No, you have to turn it in. Okay, all right. No, well, make you right. move on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Mary. So tell me about what you are seeing. What you've been following throughout the morning. Yeah, it's been super safe here. Uh, So many regulations and restrictions to make sure that we all feel safe and healthy from the pandemic, but also from any kind of security threat. I mean, the perimeter just has locked this whole place down. I got here at 4 a.m. and got the complete search and sweep. Um, And then they keep doing sweeps of the hall as well. And they just want to make sure that there's just nothing wrong that could happen here. Now, there are some rallies and protests planned that I've learned about on different marches where they say that they're going to march from, you know, X starting point to Kingsbury Hall. They're not going to get anywhere near close to here. Yeah. Any sense of what they'll be, you know, like what they'll be communicating? Yeah, there's some. There's, for example, the University of Utah Students for a Democratic Society. Uh, They want uh, protection and expansion of rights for all, regardless of any kind of status. Uh, And then there's this other group, Republican students here at the U. They want to kind of show their support for Vice President Mike Pence. Then there's going to be this mobile billboard kind of supporting Senator Kamala Harris that's going to be driving around as well. Uh, And so, yeah, there's kind of that flavor here. When you've got the eyes of the you know nation on Salt Lake City, there are folks that want to kind of also get in front of that camera. 
but I don't know how successful they'll be. Yeah, absolutely. When there is an opportunity for, for cameras and eyeballs, uh, that's when folks turn out to, to communicate their message. I, in this business, I absolutely understand that. Uh, talk to me a bit about the, the student volunteers. I've heard much about them, uh, some of the help that they are uh, lending to this event, some of them operating, some of them working as ushers, maybe even getting into the debate hall themselves. What are they all up to today? Yeah, they've been working on this for a while. A couple have been, like, for example, that I heard from for my story this morning, they're golf cart drivers shuttling folks around. Uh, there's also, in my story for this afternoon, they're, they, they're called presidential interns, and they kind of support the staff of the, you know, the president's office of the U of U. And they are just so thrilled for this opportunity because they really say this is historic. What's the chance that you would have a vice presidential debate on your campus while you're in school? And even with the pandemic, they're just, you know, so glad that they can serve. They've had to have these COVID tests as well, uh, a fair amount, probably more than us who were just here for today. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad, I'm happy to hear that they're able to recognize the uniqueness of this. And it's not just because it's here in Utah. We, uh, I, at least I know, I often fall into the habit of trying to make a bigger deal sometimes of, of things than it really is. In this instance, though, uh, you know, vice presidential debates have often, uh, you know, been backseat to the presidential debates. But in this instance, these are different uh, times. This is a different environment, and the context is far different. Uh, right now, we have President Trump, who is battling the coronavirus. We have... Uh, Joe Biden, who just came off uh, the the raucous debate, if you'll call it that, with President Trump uh, last week. And so all eyes, I think, even more so than ever before, uh, will be watching this debate and using it to to inform themselves as they enter uh, either the ballot box, the ballot booth in November, or as they send in their mail-in ballots, as so many uh, will be doing around this country. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.